0: Welcome to episode 314 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alrighty guys, welcome along to episode 314 of Iron Talk with Coach John Newsome and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm very good, Bevan. How about you? I'm very good. I'm having a lazy, lazy day. Seriously, I got out of bed at 12 o'clock today, which I think is probably the first time ever in my life. Then I worked mm-hmm. for an hour and then I went back to bed and read and now I'm up to do Iron Talk, so it's a hard day. It is a very rough day. you got a big night in front of you. Not really, I just kind of, It's the first time I've had a day where I didn't have to do anything, so I thought I'm going to read a book all day, and so it's been quite good. It's, it's good to do it every once in a while, John.
1: In. It is. I'm
2: Very sure good. you've had I'm, a lazy day as well.
1: It. Very lazy day. Very lazy day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Iron Talk is proudly brought to you by? coffeesofwhy.com. People loving the coffee facts, John. We're getting people sending more coffee facts through, so
1: loving that. Remind me, next week, I've got a coffee fact, and it is gold. Okay, I, I can't wait yeah athlinks.com. social networking for endurance
0: athletes and extreme endurance and it's your lactic buffer to help you get faster and win every race you enter there you go. There's a promise for you. And this week, we've got some news. We've got, it's, 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 it's not your typical show this week, to be honest, because uh, A, I got the show notes one minute ago, and B, it's mainly going to be based around John's Epic Camp Light kind of thing he did in Kona. and uh, But we have got an age grouper of the week, and we'll talk a little bit around the results that happened. So news proudly brought to you by SLS Try. And I suppose we'll talk about the Ironman that happened over the weekend
1: first, and we'll talk about Ironman Ken's. It was, uh, it was an interesting day um, on a number of fronts because uh, Chris McCormick um, looked like he just uh, cruised through. He fin- ended up finishing in 10th uh, place, ninth pro, but 10th overall um, in a 9.05, so he just uh, had a pretty cruisy day. He swam 50, rode 458 and ran 3.11, apparently smiling, doing high fives everywhere, so really just clipped the ticket and uh, now if he so chooses, he can go and do, go and do Kona, so Good for him, but it was uh, it was quite interesting. I, I, I was following it a little bit online um, because I had someone racing over there, and uh, and it was a, it was a yeah you know, a pretty decent field. And coming off the bike, Cam Brown and Luke Bell were in the front, and uh, and Luke Bell dropped off relatively early in the piece, and uh, and I just thought, right. Cam it's Cam's Brown, race, you know, yeah, it's Cam's race. He's a good strong runner. He can just put in a, in a good steady. You know, good, steady Cam Day, and, and he should have it. But um, maybe his legs uh, caught up with him a bit after racing, you know, Melbourne and the New Zealand 70.3 and also the race in Phuket, where I think he blew up. Um, and he, he actually faded, and David Dallow came through past him and uh, went on for a fairly crushing victory by seven minutes. He David Dallow swam 56 He rode 4.33, and he ran 2.48 for an 8.15. So, uh, but good, be, they, must have, they must have got off the bike around this same time uh, they must on, based on I, that. I, I just i just read the the updates i, I- I think that he was a, maybe a minute to two down um, okay. Coming, uh, I read that on, the, on one of the live updates and he and he bridged up to Cam and uh, I saw a little interview with him he said uh, when he caught Cam he, it was straight at a, an aid station um, and he just ran around him and, and sort of did a little sprint just to get a drink because he had to run around him and then uh, just got a gap straight away and uh, went on to win so somewhat surprising you, you'd have to assume that Cam Brown is a little bit tired because uh, whilst David Dell is a, a really good athlete you'd, you'd normally expect Cameron Brown to run Quicker than a two fifty six. Yeah, um, you yeah, would. Well, that's a sort of for
0: Cam. But traditionally, Cam would do a race at this time of year. He's normally doing one of the German races, maybe a little bit later in the season. So maybe that's just that shorter gap, because Ironman New Zealand was, you know, obviously the Melbourne because of New Zealand, and then mm. you know that couple of weeks longer till you hit the European races. Maybe that short gap really
1: hurt his legs. Yeah, but David Dallow, you know, he's uh, he's cranking some money because the, the race uh, was a, a 100,000 euro race. I think it was about 20,000 euros for first. And he also won the Kosamui Trithon Triathlon, um, you know, not that long ago, maybe a month ago. And that had fantastic prize money. So, uh, and he's team he's, TBB, isn't he? Yeah, I, I think so. I know he's with um, his girlfriend, is Caroline Stephan, and I'm pretty sure yeah. you're right that he is with Team TBB. But um, it's great. You know, he's, he's a bit of a contender. He's, he's clearly a very good swimmer. He came out in 47 minutes, so he was out there with, with Luke Bell and they had a nice little buffer over, over the rest of them. And uh, yeah, I, I guess he'll be coming to Kona and um, if you can run 248 um, and not under a lot of pressure, um, he could be, you know, Top ten potential, I think. Yeah, I guess stuff. the other the other story of the run was um, Luke Bell. He was running with Cam Brown early, and obviously exploded, and very nearly got, well, fairly close to getting checked. Oh no, ten minutes in it, but he ran a three forty four and dropped down to thirteenth place. So he's um, he's the nearly man at the moment. We keep talking about him, and he, he's making these comebacks. But he, uh, yeah, not not a great run for him.
0: Well, Mecca is officially not in the Australian Olympic team now, so
1: that's you know now you know cone, cone, cone not is not it. Official. It's not official yet, Bevan. Well apparently he's official. tweeted it. Yeah, but that's not official. The official oh. announcement comes on uh Tuesday. So apparently they weren't supposed to say who was in, who wasn't in, um until Tuesday. But yes, Twitter has gone out that he is not going to be on picks.
0: Which is um which is you know, looking back, you know, it was always going to be a challenge. You definitely gave it a good shot. And uh but it's gonna be you know, if we look forward from this moment forward, um Jeez Coney's gonna be good this
1: year. It should it should be pretty hot. Should be pretty good. He should he should be in good form. He, you know he should have great leg speed. He should be so, so well. Um and and he's got enough time to to crank up some some good bike forms. So, you know um it'll be it'll be interesting. All right. Oh, it's gonna be fast. And on the girl side of things. Well yeah, the girl side of things. Rebecca Keat was leading onto the run and uh, but then she pulled up. Apparently she blew something out and leg maybe a calf and asked for it to be strapped. That's what I saw the live update saying. So she was leading and then uh, had to DNF and then Kiwi Belinda Harper took a over the lead and she was leading apparently she started to to battle a bit as well and and she started to fade and then then Carrie Lester came through and took the win and so she's had a a good season as well it was pretty tight it was only a minute 40 Mm. minutes so it was uh, Carrie Lester first she swam 56 she rode 505 and uh, ran 313 for a 921 Belinda Harper was second and Candice Hammond was in third place and Belinda Granger in fourth so good for the Kiwis second third and those girls you know for for girls that are, you know, second tier pros um be pocketing some nice money and uh some nice points as well. Just looking down the list, mate, Roadsey,
0: although he mm-hmm. didn't end up racing, he's 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 an Australian. Or well, you know, He must have oh, really? pulled out after the swim or on the bike, but he pulled out, but he did a 49 swim. But he's down as an mm-hmm. Australian. What are you doing, Rhodesie? Sharp it up.
1: Roadsey, oh, Roadsey, what's going on? Um now, can we go here? Who was the first age groupers? Bevan? Oh, Who I was just I literally girl? just turned off the website. But you said he, yeah. someone beat Mecca, didn't you? So it must be the person who's in 10th. Well, he's 10th. Yeah, but they don't have that 10th person list. I'm sorry, um, first age grouper, we will try to sort it out. Wait a second. It you could keep talking. Dame, it could be Damien Angus. I think it's... Damien Angus, here we go. Damien Angus, he actually finished in 11th place. So he was one behind Macca. So he swam 57, rode 448, nice, and ran 318 for a 909. Well done. And then on the girls' side of things, we had... <laughs> uh, Monica... Deli Dolwitz swam uh, You should really be doing music, mate. That was just beautiful. Swam a 102, (laughs) rode 520 and ran 334 for a 10.04. Nice work, Monica.
0: Okay, Jonbo. So this weekend, Lance basically is now happening from this moment forward because obviously you're in Kona this weekend, and, and, and and I suppose the listeners do want to hear a little bit around about what is the circus like? Is it that big? You know, we can talk about his performance in a minute, but let's just talk about... What is it like if, when Lance turns up at a race right now?
1: It, it, it wasn't, uh, and I, I was a bit busy, so I didn't see a lot of the circus, But, but really it was... It was different, but pro- I think Kona is going to be a totally different thing. I was expecting there might be a bit of media here, but there really wasn't. It was oh, really? it was a pr- it was a pretty regular race, um, uh, but every, all, all the participants were all, always looking, and all you heard them talk about was Lance. But in terms of the the entourage and stuff, for sure, when when he walked into transition, apparently he had a few guys around him just to. I, I don't. He's, he's not trying to be a pain, but I mean, everybody wants a piece of him, yeah. so he probably just oh, wants totally. a bit of peace and quiet. Um, so I was surprised, you know. It wasn't that much, you know, in terms of the live coverage. They didn't, you know, there wasn't helicopters overhead, or there was at one stage, but um, there certainly wasn't anything like Kona in terms of the amount of uh, TV cameras. So it was, it was, it was fairly regular. But from the athletes' perspective, there was a real buzz around. He was there. They did a, you know, the the pro it wasn't so much a press conference, but you know, the pro panel, and uh, and they had that sort of in a, an auditorium area, and and that was pretty packed with people. You go to that, so no I didn't <laughs> I, was, I was out helping the athletes on the camp um, so, so overall I think just for the athletes that was the the difference was there was the buzz that he was there but in terms of the media and the entourage um, it wasn't probably as big as what, what people would expect oh, that's but, interesting yeah but I think Kona will be a different story
0: so, so paint a picture of the day like I've heard it's been, it was a pretty tough day at the office we'll talk about you know the, the pros and all the rest of it in a minute but you know, tell us about
1: the conditions and and the rest of it. So it's um, it's held the the swim is held at harpooner Beach, which is basically at the end of the Queen K, um, which is the, the first part of the the Hawaii Ironman. Nice swim, nice swim, but it was it was, it was very very windy. Uh, so there was a bit of chop out there a little bit of criticism in terms of the swim Their swim boys were pretty small i'm wondering if that was because of the wind so a lot of people had real tra- challenges um sighting the boys they were pretty small but it was incredibly windy yeah. and then um the, the bike course it was insanely windy it was one of the you know the windiest days that, that you can get over here and it was it was it was pretty brutal and it was gusty it was everything you'd ever expect from a from a full on kind of day, probably similar to what you had in uh, 2004 when you were here, but oh, it was really? brutal. Yeah, but it, it, and and so that the bike goes out to Har, um, just before Harvey and back. You also do a little bit out on the Queen K, so there's there's not a lot of flat there. It's it's pretty much rolling all the way in, in a staircase climb up to Harvey, uh, and the guys were just getting buffeted. Uh, um, it was it was brutal on the ride. Having said that, the stretch you are on the Queen K, which is a good, you probably have about 30k in total on the Queen K, it is so smooth, even with a headwind, you're going pretty quickly. Okay. And then the, the run course over here is—it's it's, it's a brilliant. It's a brilliant. Really, is a different, slightly different race because you're running all over a golf course. So you're running on um, golf paths. You're running down fairways. So on really soft, spongy ground. There's lots of little ins and outs. There's lots of little steep pitches when you're on the um, on the golf course. Uh, and the wind was just absolutely brutal. So guys were running massively different with a tailwind versus a headwind. And I'm talking, you know. Um, Forty-five seconds per K difference in one direction. So you might be running up at say five-minute Ks, and you'd be running back the other way at say you know close to four-minute Ks. It was it was that full-on, um, but just a very challenging course and lots of little turns and twists. And but because of the wind, it wasn't quite so brutally hot as it can get down here so i think oh, if okay. there's less wind, the run course can be um can be can be a lot hotter so i guess the good thing for our camp athletes you know we've been here for a week so a lot of them were, were well acclimatized but they still all got roasted by the sun there's a lot of sunburnt bodies out there well wow. okay so the race so you got lance um is uh is is really starting to to get to become uh i think a a real force for this race if you have conditions like what we had over here so he came out of the swim he was only five seconds down on greg bennett uh you had quite a climb coming out of the swim you had a you know probably about a 500 meter hill um and he was only a handful of seconds behind greg bennett and then you went you did a an out and back on the queen k probably about eight k down eight k back and uh so he was just behind starting the the bike and when he came back past I don't know if I've ever seen anybody bike so fast in my life really he was motoring and oh. it was into a headwind he was Absolutely flying, and he'd already put you know, know, 30 at least 30 seconds or so into Greg Bennett in the the space of you know, 16k or something like that. And he just monstered the bike horse. Uh, He rode a 201 46, so that was three minutes quicker than Chris Lieta, who is you know, arguably the best cyclist in Triathlon. Well, was, and then but Lieta, yeah, Lieta flew to pieces on the run, but he was injured. Um, But guys like Greg Bennett, you know, he was seven minutes in front of Greg. Wow. been it coming off the bike so 201 this is 90 k's it was pretty accurate i asked a couple of people was it accurate so you're, this is windy as hell it's averaging 45 k's an are, hour yeah granted the roads are smooth windy as hell but it's certainly not a flat course there's a lot of climbing and he rode 201 it was just
0: wow okay so we just we just cut out there on the internet but we back in but you were just saying he rode past you and it's the fastest you've
1: seen anyone go and it was just phenomenal yeah, and he, he just crushed everybody on the bike. Absolutely crushed it. His cadence is just insane. He really? Just, yeah, he's just really ripping it. He, he almost rides with, with quite a high ankle, though, just almost um, going through sort of like he's got high heels, but his, I think that's because of his cadence is just so high. So it's like he's pointing um, his toes
0: down as he pushes forward. Yeah.
1: Really? Yeah, wow. But. Very impressive, very, very impressive to put that amount of time into Greg Bennett, who looked like he was pushing it. And then he got off the bike, and when I saw him first on the run, he really looked like he was moving quite nicely. That was in the first third of the run. I'm um, talking Lance Armstrong here. And then when I saw him at about the seven mile, he looked to be starting to labor a bit, Um but he's still, he ran a 122, which is slow, but and on, on, on this course it's not a not a terrible time. You know, Greg Bennett looked like he was working pretty hard, and he only ran a 118. So you've got to put this into context. Greg Bennett is is one of the best in the world at um, non drafting uh, Olympic distance format, and so he's a, it means translates pretty well across to half iron. Well, yeah. and so in, in your amazing. argument
0: always is when it comes to seventy point three that the Olympic guys should always beat the long guys. Mm. You know, mm. especially a good Olympic guy like you know, you always say that the guys are kind of better, and if you can that middle place, you know. So if you look at that, you kind of should argue that a group in it should have been able to get a lance.
1: Yeah, I, I think the big thing was it was windy as hell, and so he was able to crush everybody on the bike, and also Greg Bennett was riding solo, so he didn't have anybody else to key off. So I think it will be a slightly different story in October, but if it's this windy, come come Ironman time, he's going to put a really big dent into the field, and you've got to think, he obviously, he's a stronger rider than Chris Lieto, and Chris Lieto can get a 10-12-minute to 12 minute lead on, on a good day, so you've got to think Lance Armstrong got going to be able to get 15 minutes if it is... Um, Somewhat windy, if not more, if not more, yeah. um, and so I think he's he's in with a chance, but we yet to see um, what he's like over the marathon distance, coming off a 180k bike ride, and uh, so we'll just wait and see. But he, he's what? certainly a contender. It was it was a very good performance. Now he's racing Ironman France, isn't he? This is his first Ironman mm. distance, and, and so and when's that. That's not far away, is it? I'm pretty sure it's in June. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Don't don't quote me on that, people. Don't quote me. I haven't checked <laughs> the websites, but I'm pretty sure it's in June. It's either in June or July, so it's coming up pretty soon. Um, a couple of other mentions though from the race. It's good to see old Guy Crawford there in fifth pla- fifth place. Mm-hmm. He had, uh, he's written down there as an Australian, but he's a Kiwi, and that was a bit of a bit of a breakthrough race for him. He went went really well. And on the girls' side of things, um, we had. Um Lindsay Corbin? winning the race. Lindsey Corbyn taking it out. But Grant. for me on the day, Julia did Grant had a fantastic day. She's a good Christchurch girl. Um but just went really well all day. She had a great swim, good steady bike ride, ran at one thirty, so she was only four minutes behind Lindsay Corbin and, and she's she's a big hit of Lindsay Corbyn. So that was a, a great day for Julia. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, and your guys how'd your guys go?
1: They all did well. Um, we talked to a few of them later on in the show, and uh, I think that's one of the, the things people were nervous about with, with this camp was, you know, we did, we did a fairly heavy week of training and how they would perform in the race. And for the most part, people had really good, strong days. Um, I think part of it was they were um, well adapted to the heat. They were well adapted to going out and riding in the wind because we had some really windy days. So, so they were ready for it. And most of them, it conditions really didn't phase them very much, and um, none of them were really treating it as their A race. But most people performed really well, and almost all of them came through with really strong runs. So they were really running through the field quite nicely. So it was uh, nice. it was good to see. The camp for for bar, bar one person who um, <laughs> fell. Um, he had uh, he had an interesting time out there. Um, partly due to some, some pre-race activities. Um, but other than that, everybody had, uh, yeah, most people had really good, strong days. Good to us stuff. Okay,
0: so uh, coming up this weekend, we've got a few races on?
1: We have. So we've got the, the D-Day in Chalon en seur and in, in France. We've got the Schloss Triathlon in Moritzburg in Germany. We've got the Enduro Man in the UK at Avon Terrell. And we've got another Hits race coming up in Hunter Mountain in New York.
0: Okay. And I've kind of ruined you. I John's IT update, haven't I? Because I've talked about Mecca not making the team that's
1: right so uh, I think it's yeah, it's going to be announced on Tuesday I'm, I'm, I didn't really think he was going to make it so I'm not surprised but I am going to be interested to see what females I select on the girls side of things you, you just sent me through an email um, somebody was saying that uh, they were they were talking up Lucas Vabrakas or however you pronounce his name he's uh, Randy Barron sent through an email saying look out for Lucas Verbrakas, who's a young uh, American athlete who won a, an ITU race in, in Dallas um, wait on him, he's an outstanding yeah, he's talent. Quite young. He's still young, and that yeah. wasn't the um the wasn't many uh, world beaters in that field. But he's certainly one to to look out for. Mm. That's my that's my ITU update for this week, Evan. Haven't yeah. got much else on ITU. Okay,
0: there's not much else in the news, guys. So I um the news is proudly brought to you by SLS Troy, the best compression gear. And uh, what are you going to talk about this week, John?
1: So they've got a good range of compression stuff. You've got, we've talked about the socks a lot before. They've also got the day sleeves, which a couple of guys were wearing in, in the race, um, which you know obviously have the feet chopped off them. You've got the compression tri- shorts, which uh, somebody sent through an email the other day saying he raced in them, and that really helped to eliminate his... Uh, uh, some hamstring issues he's had. And and one thing I'd really encourage people if they do have Achilles or calf issues is uh, I've recommended to a number of people to try wearing compression socks on the bike and that's um, made some really nice differences for them them. Um, they've also got some compression bib shorts. They've got the full leg um, sleeves, so that'd be great for cycling. And then they've obviously got the compression tights and the quad sleeves. So check it all out. Go to SLS try. They've got a little uh, tab there. You can click on compression. Use the code talk, and you get yourself a nice juicy discount good times but the other thing is if you've got a bit of an injury like i had a calf injury
0: or something i had my compression t- socks on all the time and it really just helps you know just those little things that all help to get you back to recovery so if you you know if you got a sore calf maybe chuck them on and sweat them to work people will love you
1: exactly
0: okay guys so hopped up with the week so last week we talked about basically i haven't got the, i think it was drop the base terrain, wasn't it um asking who do we think dorian, th-
1: dorian drop the base bosso oh bosso
0: was it yeah i think uh yeah, so who was asking, who do you think is the top, the best-looking male and female athlete? And you know, so we didn't just want the females for the male people out there. We wanted yep. both sexes, and so we got quite a, quite a big response to this one.
1: Yeah, Ben the, the running man, Shaw, said he's uh, always had a bit of a crush on Rennie. I just think she's super cute. For the...
0: Okay, then the go. we've got Frank McVie.
1: Wendy Ingram, He's
0: going. she's got to be the hottest he ever has been.
1: So Wendy Ingram was uh, was infamous for, for the, the crawl off with Sean Welsh over. Um, my wife's calling me Bevan. She's trying to interrupt the show. Tell I've, it, tell I've it. had to de- I've had to decline her on Skype a couple of times already. So I'm gonna have to decline her again. Exactly. And, she, she knows uh, her place. She's number two to me. She is. If you, you you pull through a few and I've got to pop her a little. Uh, oh okay. Little note Matthew
0: Binns. So Matthew Binns sometimes gets a little bit annoyed with our, uh, our discussions of the week. And and I actually put in a post. Matthew Binns might not be happy with this one. And, and he actually thinks it came from me because he put Bev WTF w- John's away so you think you can get away with this next you'll be having a project runway discussion around who is the best co- coordinated with their race outfits and bikes actually that's a good idea Matthew so, <laughs> so you know, he's got Wendy Ingram it's pretty hot right up there she opens oh, oh I'm not, maybe I shouldn't actually say what Matthew says <laughs> Wendy Ingram <laughs> that's what I'm going to say
1: okay Paul, Paul Neeson says, uh, Nielsen says Desiree Ficker Nice,
0: Rich uh, Adrian Rich has got Wendy Ingram again. She, she's doing pretty well.
1: I've never seen her in person. I've seen her um, uh, in magazines and stuff. Um, Jeff, the um, Explosion Curry says, Catcher Mayers, American pro who just raced in Lanzarote.
0: Christine McKinley, here we go. We've got a boy, R- Andreas Raylert.
1: No questions, he's a hottie. Nice. Wendy Ingram, John Ellis getting in there, Julia Grant.
3: Topical, is- John.
1: Yeah, and she is just a lovely girl as well. Of course, I could just be an old perv, but hey-ho. Okay, well, Lucy Francis
0: has got Terenzo Bozzoni. And uh, she quite fancies Mecca as well. And she's saying, because girls do this, they go for the guys. She's saying, Hilary Biscay. Come on, guys. Hilary is pretty
1: hot. <laughs> Hilary was over here, actually. Um, she's always good value. Uh, Bruce... Yes, if uh, this came up on the camp as well, Leslie Patterson. Um, I'm pretty sure she is the world ITU Xera type champion. And uh, because she's, she's cute, damn funny, knows when to drop the odd F-bomb um, for effect and ultra talented. What else is there? Oh, and she's got a great accent. She's a pom, I think. Okay, well, Mick Beckers, he's got a
0: man crush on Crowey. Lance, nah, he's not quite a Conaghy <laughs> yet. So just nice to see he's he's,
1: he's in touch with his, his – uh, he can be
0: manly about these things, John.
1: Yeah. Mark Scudamore um, in support of my pick of Leander Cave for best-looking triathlete. There's a picture of her there. Okay, we've got Gavin Rogers, and he's going Vanessa Roar. Rasmus Steelhead saying Belinda Granger. Yeah, yeah, nice. Nice, nice.
0: And then lastly, I'm going to do my last one um, – I'm going to say um, Frank McVie's still gone. Um, <laughs> they, oh, they end up just becoming a big discussion at the end. Okay, I, I'm going to say that to me.
1: Um, Fernanda Keller, back in her day, that's what David McKay always said. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of people um, used to quite like her. Okay, John, John, who are you
0: saying? Who cares about her else? Who am I
1: saying? I di- I gonna, did have gonna some... do, John, you've got to do a guy and a girl. Okay, my girl. I'm going to go for... Um, Emma Moffat I think she's a bit She's a bit of a cutie She's an I know she's an ITU girl We January talk well, Iron Man But I think she's She's a, a cutie. Emma Moffat The
3: hottest
0: yes. The hottest The hottest Oh John That's the hard question Oh it's, you put me under the pressure I yeah, have to come I'm, up with I know But we know some of them Quite well And so you kind of feel there you go. Oh Because we've got the doctor And she's pretty hot mm-hmm. And then we've got We've got Oh It's pretty tough I'll put it out there, you girls' blouse. Come on. Uh, oh, John, you put me on the spot. I haven't even thought about it. Um,
1: tell me your guy. Guy, <laughs> uh, let me think. Guy, 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 Guy Crawford. There you go. Oh,
0: it's a week out and you know
1: it. <laughs> okay, well, come on.
0: I'll come i come up I, with another one. I we reckon Terenzo
1: Botzoni. Yeah, get it out! Come on! What about the girls? Oh, yeah, I can't think. Try I'm try right. to just <laughs> grease up to the, grease up to the girls. <laughs> Take a cement pill and put it out there. Oh, let's check. I'm just trying to think back to Cone last year. John, John, you got me. Oh. Okay, so let's go through. Let's go through it. You had Chrissy Wellington winning it. The Chrissy, or is it Caroline Stephen? She was in about fourth. You got Joycey in there. She was yeah, Joycey pretty hot. Was fourth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then you got Miranda Carfree. Come on, put it out there. Okay, Who's I'm, going, gonna I'm going Joycey. There you go, are Joycey. you crazy? are just grazing. No, John.
0: Do you a Guy Crawford? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bump into Guy. you saying Literally. Fantastic-
1: <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> how, how did you bump into him? You're like, I think you're really hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So okay, so that was this week's hot topic.
0: Okay, well, this Very week's discussion fantastic. we got one from Colin the convict, and it's actually a pretty good discussion. He's got. I had a discussion a year ago with a co-worker about marathons. They had the opinion that if you completed the distance, whether you ran or walk, you have done it. I believe that you haven't ran it. Uh, you have If you haven't ran it, you haven't done it. While I think it's an awesome for someone who is going, not in great shape, such as my co-worker to go out and complete the goal of completing a marathon and finishing it, even if walking parts of it, I don't believe this is the same thing as running from start to finish. I believe the same holds true for 70.3s and Ironmans. While it's an awesome, awesome accomplishment to just finish, it's not the same if you run the whole distance, except maybe for aid stations. I have not yet competed a 70.3 or an Ironman, but my goal in the upcoming 70.3 Calgary race is to run the complete half marathon, which I definitely think is achievable. I will be taking the same approach next year or two when I complete my first Ironman. I will be happy to just finish the Ironman, but it won't be the same if I can't run the whole thing. So basically the point is, from a moral point of view, if you can't run the whole distance from start to finish, should it really count? This is going to, you go. you're not making any friends here, the convict.
1: So, basically, to summarise, does walking the marathon count? And are we, are we talking a marathon here or are we talking an Ironman marathon? Oh, I think, I think, I think
0: it just... goes across all three. I think you say, if you turn up to a race, an endurance race with, obviously, there's a running expect to it, a marathon, a 70.3
1: or, a, or an Ironman, if you With walk... the intention of walking, with the intention of walking.
0: Well, no, I, th- I, I think even if he just says you end up walking parts of it, can you, at the end of the day, kind of say, yeah, I'm a marathoner?
1: Well, so, so would, we, would we say that I'm, my marathon 238, or whatever, it yeah. doesn't count because I walk during it?
0: Yes, John, you're not a marathoner. That's a <laughs> okay, weak effort. We go. <laughs> Tell you what, John, I was doing the commentating at the Christchurch Airport Marathon, John. The sponsors always support the sponsors. If yeah. you're in Christchurch, you fly into the Christchurch Airport.
1: Admittedly, we've only got yeah. one airport, but still. And guess same, who? same if you're doing Cairns Airport, Cairns um, Ironman as well. Yep, you fly into that airport. Don't, mm. don't support the other airport
0: in town. Anyway, John. <laughs> Swanee called him across the line he did the half what time do you think he would do One eleven. oh did you know
1: yeah oh that ruins the fun <laughs> he's, he's coming up later in the show save your Swanee stories for later oh really yeah he's, he's, he's got age group of the week this week oh good times okay we'll, we'll sponsor Ethlinks. Ethlinks. so Swanee if you're listening they may well not have the uh, Christchurch Airport Christchurch Marathon results quite up online likewise if you did the Cairns Airport Cairns Ironman or the I don't think this I don't know if there's a naming sponsor over here but Kona Airport isn't it 70.3 yeah the the Kona International Airport you could go over to Hilo if you came over here um, I guess but um, one big thing that athletes are trying to get people to do is really put their unofficial results up there before um, they have time to, to gather all the results and get them up there so if you've done an event, um, you know, check it, see if it's up on Athlinks. If it's not, you can basically either the event will probably have been created if it's a major one, and you can just click to add your unofficial result. And uh, and boom chart, it's up there. And then when it, all the official results, yeah, when the official results do come up, then then obviously that takes over. But for, for laying a bit of smack down and, and telling everybody how well you did get your unofficial results up there on athlinks.com and hopefully all of you were extremely obedient last week and you told all your friends to join up to Athlinks as well because we need to do a push. We want some more we want some more people on there so you can uh, see up your friends and rivals. Don't
0: be disobedient, people. Just one thing, mm-hmm. Donald, just as a, as a side note, totally different conversation. I was on the internet the other day and there's this great photo going on the internet right now of this old guy who's been a truck driver his whole life and one side of his face has been affected by the sun because obviously, you know, that side of his face was facing the road all the time and the truck and the other side hasn't. And it is seriously disturbing how much the sun has affected one side of his face and not the other side of his face. And it really made me just think of us, you know, in our sport and, and the importance of making sure we put sunblock on all the time. Good. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, screen up People got burned over here in Hawaii as well Well it's just the amount of time we spend outside So I'm just thinking guys, I, I know it's a side note But if you're going out for a run, or you're going out for a ride right, right now Put your sunblock on, don't put it on the forehead But wear a visor It's Bevan's tip of the week, there we go I'm starting a new thing John, it's called Bevan's tip of the week There you go, bring
1: I, it on Am I allowed to do that? You get Permission granted Yes, okay Each group of the Week Where are you going to big boy? Oh <laughs> so here at first now what we 're inser- now what we 're inserting here is uh part one of the epic Camp reports, so this is uh, more or less me just giving a, a bit of a summary of the what we did during the week and uh just the days where we went, and then we 'll be back with part two afterwards john's so always pretty, John 's john's always uh,
0: john's pretty thorough with these these interviews, so i can 't wait
1: to hear i think there's seven, seven minutes in total, so <laughs> wait, wait for seven minutes of goal. I am uh, In fact, go, go, go ahead and save this podcast as the best ever <laughs> I Am Taught we've done. It's official. of the Kona coverage we do. This is where it all happens. Okay, good Episode work. 314 is going to set a new record for the number of downloads we've ever had. No doubt about it.
0: Okay, uh, here it is.
1: So welcome along to John's Epic Camp Kona Reports for 2012, brought to you by Coffees of Hawaii, Blue 70, Salt Stick, High Five, Manalani Bay, resort and extreme endurance so this is uh part one of the reports going to be a quick summary on on what we've done on this camp uh, and how it's all sort of panned out and then we're going to have part two which will be chatting with some of the the athletes and then uh, part three will probably be um, just a bit of a a recap on the race which is actually in progress as i'm recording this so not racing for me and uh, we'll see how it, how it rolls together. So this camp was a little bit different to, to regular epic camps because we had the, the race at the end, and so people were in motivation to, to really smash it in the last few days. Um, the motivation just decreased a little bit. But how we started the camp was uh, day one. We rode the Ironman course from uh, Kona, where we were staying in town, uh, out to Harvey and back. So around about 180 k's. Um, I was really hoping that everybody was going to get the the real Kona experience with big heavy winds and uh, and really getting blown around a lot and then and then come down from Harvey and, and try to hold on in the crosswinds. Uh, as it turned out, we'd say I'd say we had a on the low side of average wind, but a lot of the athletes that had never been here before actually thought it was pretty damn pretty damn windy, but it was uh, it was not too bad. Um, awesome, awesome ride. Guys were loving it. Just going past all the, the different names of the places, going through Kauai Hai, out to Harvey, coming past Scenic Lookout, and then and then rolling back into town down Palani. Uh, so people were, were loving that. Had a bit of a swim, a little bit of a run off the bike, and that was uh, day one was wrapped. Day two, we actually headed south um, to towards a place called Ocean View, and we went down through... Captain Cook's, uh, the, uh, the refuge place, um, we dropped down into another beach, which was a pretty steep, bumpy hill, and then uh, came back up out to Ocean View, and then all the way back down to Kona, um, we had on that ride 2,000 metres of elevation gain, so it was a pretty hilly ride, um, Been some nice tailwinds on the way home, so cool ride, and we also on day two, we swam the Ironman course. Rick Lard, super support man that he was. He was out there on a paddleboard making sure we are all okay. But we did the full Ironman course, so that was uh, that was pretty cool as well. Day three, if you ever come to Kona, this is a brilliant loop to do. We rode up Palani, and when you hit the Queen K, you keep going straight, and you get up onto the belt road, and you keep climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing. And then you roll along the top a little bit and then you turn left down through Waikaloa, and then left onto the Queen K. It's a 115k loop from where we were staying in, in uh, Kailua, and just an awesome ride. Uh, some awesome views, some awesome descents, well-paved road, and uh, yeah, the feedback after that ride was awesome. On day four, we rolled down the Queen K to the Mauna Lani Bay Resort, and let's just say people are pretty happy to be here. It's uh, an awesome, awesome resort, and definitely coming back here um, next time we have a camp. It's five-star staff. The food's brilliant. The staff are awesome. Um, so if you're ever going to come to do this race or come to the camp, you get to stay here. Uh, it's about 500 metres from where the transition uh, T2 is for the 70.3 race, and it's just... Awesomely relaxing, so that was a pretty light day just spun down here, and um, some people tacked on with some, some running and psych, uh, running and swimming. Day five uh, is when we really started to experience the winds that Kona is renowned for um, from the Manni resort. We went out. Through, up through Waikaloa, so we went up the hill, we'd come down a couple of days earlier, uh, it was a long long climb, probably about 16 k's. I think it was to the top, not particularly steep but the winds were blowing. When we got to the top, you turn left and you go out to Waimea and the guys just got battered, it was full on wind and uh when they pulled into the transition, I, I saw them uh, at the top of the hill, and it was uh, it was only about 16 Ks to where we had the next uh, aid station. When the guys pulled in there, they were absolutely battered, saying that was the hardest stretch of the entire camp. Then they rolled down the hill, um, an awesome descent uh, down to Kauai very straight, very, very fast, and then back down the Queen K. So it was about a 75 K loop. Some um, super Rick Lard, support man, he went out to um, Harvey and, and climbed even further, and that's a, definitely a ride going to include on, on future camps. And then today is race day, 70.3, and it's fair to say the winds are blowing big time. So the guys are going to be having a, an awesome experience on the bike. Um, big, a big race, you know, you had, there was about 2,000 people on the start line and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, see, we'll hear from the guys later on what it was really like out there but compared to all the other days we've had um, this is a very very windy day. When we're out, Coming out of the swim, Lance Armstrong was uh, just behind Greg Bennett and when he came past uh, after about a 10k on the bike, he was crushing it and he was going incredibly 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 fast. So he looks like he's building up a lead where he uh, he might be able to win this race We'll see what happens. But overall, this camp has gone exceptionally well. Uh, As with any epic camp, we always have one or two little things um, where somebody gets lost. uh, But overall, the feedback's been brilliant. The Manalani's been awesome. The rides have had a lot of variation. I think a lot of the time when people come to Kona, they just ride up and down the Queen K. Um, But we've really only We've, we've just tried to go different directions every every different ride uh, every different day so loving it uh, a lot of good feedback. Looking forward to coming back next year. And uh, next up in part two, you're going to hear a bit from the athletes that are out there racing today, uh, and we'll hear about not only the race but what they've thought of the camp. I guess one other thing with the camp, this one is different. Where we've had a, a big range of abilities, but we've, it's worked out really well. Normally on the camps, we have, you know you have to be sort of under 11 hours or ideally under 10 and a half hours for an Ironman. With this camp, um, I, I guess we had a bit of a bell curve, with the fastest couple of guys being about the nine hour 20, 9 hour thirty mark, and then the slowest guys being probably around fifteen hours. Most of the athletes were in the range of sort of probably ten and a half to to eleven and a half around that range, and as I said, a bit of a bell curve. So, um, but the mix worked really well. We 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 split into different groups, and uh, and. Yeah, it seems to have worked well. So look out. I'm gonna organise this camp again next year and uh if you want the full kona experience, sign up. That's end of part one. This is again thanks to our sponsors, Coffees of Y, Blue Seventy, Salt Stick, High Five, Manulani Bay Resort, and Extreme Endurance.
0: Sponsor Coffees of Hawaii, Jumbo. I'm gonna get a fact oh, while you're oh, gonna yeah. tell me what's happening there. Well, oh, did you do short- coffees of Hawaii?
1: We did have coffees and people were cranking it. So we had – everybody got a little sample bag, and, uh, and then we had two big bags as well for, for just general consumption. We had a bit of uh, iced coffee going on out there, so we brewed some up in the morning, put a bit of ice out on the road so people could, uh, people could sample a little bit of the cold stuff when, when, they're, when they're a little overheated. And I'm pretty sure we had um, Molokai coffee, and, and people were loving it. They were absolutely loving it. So uh, it was going down well. So Albert, the good man that he is, um, sent, sent us over, so – if you're, going to come, if you're going to come on the Kona Camp in you future, you'll, you'll, he'll hook you up. You'll get a little bit of coffee to take home and, uh, and you'll get to sample it all the way through the week. So it's all good stuff. If you want to get yourself some coffee, go to go Iron Talk, click on the uh, Coffees of Hawaii logo and uh, it takes you through to all the different discount codes you can get and uh, support a good man that supports this sport. One thing I was discussing with Mimi last night. Wait a second, uh, There's a buzz starting. Oh, oh, no, it's gone. Now you're back. Yeah. Talk to how Mimi. How hard is it, to get on the podium in Kona and Albert's done it a couple of times? Oh, it's so hard. It is incredibly hard. You have to be extremely fast. And uh, do, you, do you want to know my coffee fact, Bevan? Okay, go. Yeah, you can so, do it this week. Because, um, so I think if a little while ago, you had the one that you give your partner um, If you want some coven, lovin'. want some lovin'. But um, Mimi, the, um, who was on the show a little while ago, and she's yeah. coming up soon, she was saying that people become more susceptible to suggestion when they're oh. juiced up on coffee. So, she was, so I think that probably falls into line with what, what you were saying as well. Oh, maybe not. Maybe it's different to their arousal levels. But well, if you think
0: about it, John, it's a two-tier approach, isn't it? You give them lots mm. of coffee, they get all aroused, and then you do some suggestive work, and it's going to be a good night that
1: night. So, but she was more coming at it saying, you know, everybody was trying to figure out their strategies on how they were going to be able to come back to Kona next year and and, and pull it off on the family front and uh, and with partners and family and what have you. And, and, and so the suggestion was get them juiced up with a bit of coffee, and they it's clinically proven that they become a bit more susceptible to suggestion. And the suggestion would be they come on the camp. There is uh, some pretty awesome feedback from this week. So I think it's going to be a bit of a bit of a sellout next year. I'm looking forward to it. Rock and roll, okay. So
0: what, what John? Wants- you to do right now is just have a couple of cups of coffee pause the show then come back and what are you
1: going to say John sign up for my camp next week next week <laughs> nice no, no, I'll have it all sorted in the next couple of weeks but now we're basically rolling into part two of, um, of the epic camp report. oh there's more interviews and Is there more than yeah, seven yeah, minutes what? Seven minutes was just me talking rubbish. So that's probably the, the, <laughs> okay. the, the, the un- uninteresting part of the show. But then um, I have managed to talk to a few people, um, to the support crew. Got Dave, uh, Dave Dwan and Rick Laird, who did an awesome job um, of our support crew. And then I managed to nab a few athletes before they left. I haven't actually listened to the quality, so hopefully it's okay. But they're all, all good value. And um, yeah, so here's coming up, listening to a few of the athletes.
0: Love your work. I'll put it on right now.
1: It's part two of these epic camp reports, uh, talking to the athletes and the support crews. So I've got Super Dave Dwan here, first time in Kona. Dave, tell us about
4: your, what do you, what do you think of the big island? It's uh, John, it's awesome. I, I have to say that of all the places I've been with, uh, taking out the 15 day in New Zealand, this has been truly Truly, one of the best place I've ever been. It's just yeah, pretty special.
1: Your first first day here, we rode um, out to Harvey and back. Basically, did the Ironman course. I know you're in the car, but you know you've, you've seen Ironman on TV before. And, and uh, what, what did you think of the course and
4: and how it all sort of panned out on that day? Um, I was totally gobsmacked. I actually sent an email to some friends and I said I've got a, a thousand times more respect for guys doing Ironman here. It is a truly brutal course with hills and wind and everything chucked in between and I just I was just absolutely gobsmacked so yeah pretty special and you say we had the 70.3 yep <laughs> tell us about your day oh it was a long day John um I was happy with the swim I was I was treating it as a um a, a training uh race I'd biked to Harvey the day before because I'd never been there so that was 80 clicks and uh, I just wanted to know what I was in for The swim was about 41, bike was 3 hours, 15 I think and the run was a total disaster, 220 something but um, it was a tough day at the office but having said that, it's like I said, it's a special place and um, I kept reminding myself when it was getting tough why am I here and just looked up, looked at the ocean looked around me, saw all these athletes Lance Armstrong came screaming down the other side as I was going up to Harvey, doing a million miles an hour I mean, you can't pay for that stuff, it's just gold yeah you've been pretty blown away all week haven't you oh yeah you've you've been lapping it up you know you've been support crewing most days but got a little bit of training in me but you've uh, you've been you've been pretty impressed well I think I think it definitely is the island there's a a feel about the place that's relaxed it's um, calm it's just a place where people can chill out but do and push themselves further and I think Epic Camp this time has been different simply because we've got maybe a few less people but also there was a, a bigger variety of uh, athletic ability, and this made it a little bit easy for us. But um, my when I came here, I just wanted to smile. I've been smiling every day. It's just mm. loving it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we're sitting here at the Manolani
1: Bay Resort, which is uh, which is which is not too hard to do. And Dave's about to fly home, so it's a, it's a little disappointing for him. I've got a day of relaxing here. Um, but but overall, no. It's been as you said, it's been a bit of a different camp with with different abilities, but it's um, it's
4: worked out really well, I and mean, everybody's clicked pretty well. I think for, from a support crew point of view, having Rick on board as well has been awesome. He's kind of knows the place, and he's an American, Kiwi American, and um, but the people here are so ha- helpful and care, want to help us as much as they possibly can. And um, and I think too with the athletes, they've all pitched in and did what they had to do, helped us clean up a bit a few times, and. I think they've enjoyed their experience here as well, simply because of the place we're in. It's pretty special. Yeah. Mr. Dave, you want to, you want to try to come back next year and actually do, do the camp? Well, we need to <laughs> negotiate this, John, but it'd be it'd be great to come back yeah. and uh, have a crack at it and uh, put an epic camp in for myself because I'm 60 next year, and maybe it's a little bit of a birthday yeah, present for me. There you go. If you want to come to camp and meet Super Dave,
1: <laughs> you've heard about him on many many an epic camp. Get ready to sign up because we're coming back next year. Cheers, Johnny. Right. So, first athlete in the uh, in the athletes' corner is John Marshall. John, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from?
2: Rough Ironman sort of time. I'm from Miami, Florida. Um, this is my first time participating in any sort of Ironman camp or any sort of training camp. Um, so, definitely excited about it. Um, I am an 11-time Ironman. Uh, my Ironman times range anywhere from a, a best or a PR of a 9.48 at Ironman Brazil to a a low point of an 11.23 <laughs> here on the Big Island at the Ironman World Championships.
1: So what, what were your expectations coming into this week? I know no, you didn't know a massive amount about the camp, but what, what were you thinking?
2: Well, I obviously knew the itinerary of the camp uh, on paper, mm. um, and until you actually get into the camp and realize that yeah on paper it looks like there's a lot of volume but there really is a lot of volume (laughs) and you really it's it's an all-day um camp type um you almost feel like you're a pro triathlete you know you've got all day training and it's non-stop there is no time um to really rest
1: yeah um and you raced yesterday and, you know, you came into the camp with not lifetime best fitness, but how did you, I mean, this is a question a lot of people, I guess, worry about this week is having a big week of training and then racing. Um, how did you sort of find uh, your race performance relative to what you expected with your current fitness and coming off the back of um, some pretty decent training?
2: Yeah, expectations coming in is knowing the camp was going to be difficult, was going to produce fatigue um, and stress on the body. Um, I did not have any expectations of performing at my peak. um, To include coming to this camp and the purpose was my fitness was not great and I wanted to get a boost to my fitness um, since the Hanu race was not my A race. What I found was in the beginning of the week, the stress of the camp and the fatigue of the camp and the volume of work um, did put a lot of stress on the body, um, particularly Monday, Tuesday. But as the camp progressed, and the volume, you know, really, you know, it did taper off a little bit, but not much. We were still swimming, biking, and running. My body started to absorb what we were doing. Um, did I go into the race fatigue? Absolutely. A little bit out of shape. But I would say my race, given my fitness and the amount of um, work that we did in the camp, um, it was an absolute success. Mm. And, you know,
1: um, yeah you're talking talking up coming back next year you're recommending it to others
2: absolutely absolutely as a matter of fact not 30 minutes ago i um got a call from one of my good training partners back in miami and he wanted to hear about every detail and got extremely excited about (laughs) uh you know the prospect of uh having another camp and the opportunity to come so you can bet we'll have a few miami folks back on the big island manolani not bad not bad at all great <laughs> host, great host. They, they cater to the triathlete they've got a lap pool uh the food is great the people are great um good location
1: and uh so what's the plan for the rest of the season
2: rest of the season is iron man new york in august and then Ironman arizona in november Sweet.
1: nice well good luck with your racing and if you want to join john next year you know where you got to be Right, we've got support crew number two here, Rick Lard. He's a Kiwi. Well, I've got to say it correctly. Can I pronounce it correctly. Laird. 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 So Rick's here, uh, support crew, um, and his first sort of epic experience. So welcome along, Rick. Thanks. So, what were your expectations? With um, you know, you've listened to the podcast for a long time, heard about the different epic camps we had. What, what were you, when you had the first couple of days? Was it sort of what you expected, or different to what you expected?
3: It was about that, um, yeah. about what I expected and lots of people coming in, um, just getting going it, it was pretty good, yeah um,
1: And you did a nice little ride yourself uh, out to Harvey you've, I know you, you've been here before but um, for people who haven't compare the wins to what you've, what you've experienced elsewhere in the world
3: Those were the biggest wins I've ever been in I was with Wanaka 2011 Oh yeah, um, that's right The win there was tough This, this was, it, it stopped me dead my tracks yeah yeah yeah, and just blowing around but the the ride out to harvey was one of the most beautiful i've I've ever done it's beautiful across the top of the mountain it's great um and in terms of the
1: the the racing you saw yesterday
3: uh what do you think of that well seeing the racing well it was great to see lance uh during the race but Mm. to see the athletes that have been out really pushing it hard this week Mm. to go out and actually do another To do a half at the end of the week um, was really impressive to watch. It was fun to. It's always fun to watch a race, um, but then to see these athletes that i have seen through all the week and through all ups and downs that they've gone through um, to go out and hit out hard was uh, was really fun to watch. Because nobody, I mean, with the exception of uh, the porn
1: star, um, (laughs) no one. He had a few other things going on, but but um, people race strongly you know um despite i think that's one of the concerns people have about this camp maybe is that you know they're going to be shattered for the race and uh and we we sort of designed the week that yes you'll be tired um but going into the race people always seem to be able to to take it up a notch and i think that's what we saw saw in the race
3: absolutely i think the when i talked with different people most of them saw maybe about a half an hour um, off of what they 'd normally do a, uh, what they normally do a half in mm. and to come through that that whole week with all of that writing and then go in and, and do around a half hour difference of of what they 'd normally do was was really impressive. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah and it was not an easy day <laughs> no, it was really windy, yeah, yeah, uh,
1: and what about your own racing plans you done challenge monica what are you what do you got on the agenda
3: i 'm um, thinking about a hits race in Boulder mm. in uh, July um, and then later in the year, I think i 'll probably go up and do vinneman aquabike um, mm-hmm. got a slot to that that someone 's had a bike crash, so that they 've uh, given nice. me a slot to that so um, and i 'll be out of arizona i 've got lots of friends doing that race, so some of the athletes that were here this week are going to be there cool. so i'll get to watch that um i'd like to do some adventure racing would be the kind of next thing but just getting back to fit i've been through some injuries and um yeah.
1: and what about this week you know what um again you've, you've you've seen you've heard about epic camps was there things that um were different that you didn't sort of expect or was it more or less business as you expected
3: um, I think with the the style of camp, uh, from what I've listened to the different epic camps that you've done in the past, um, mm. this style of camp was was slightly different. Mm. Um, the wider range of athletes, which was kind of fun to watch as well. Um, but basically, yeah, I, I had a, somewhat of an expectation of what it would be. Um, I think it was a little bit more uh, relaxed because we weren't moving quite so much. Mm. Um, so it gave the athletes a little bit more uh, downtime, and, and mm. um, so that was good. Um no I thought it was just fun to watch people actually doing something they really love mm. as you know supporting was fun but really jealous yeah because um, i mean there's some really great rides so yeah. that was really good that's when
1: when, uh, when people come to kona and i was discussing this with uh with phil patterson on the way to the airport this morning is you generally ride up and down the queen k you know because you're here for Ironman man week and you you may or may not have a car but basically you just ride up and down the queen k you might get a car and you might ride out to harvey um but we really went all over the place we, we, we did the Ironman man course one day and the only other day where we. We rode, we rode down the Queen K 50k for our accommodation at the Mauna um, and then we rode back on one of the rides we looked, looked back on for the Queen K so there's no, there wasn't a lot of time spent there. Um, there's, there's some other fantastic rides and I've already um, scheduled something a little bit different for next year so that's what's kind of great and I heard Chris Lieto and Lance Armstrong and they've talked about the training over here. Is here is, there's a lot of variety and when you get up a bit higher, that's what we did on a lot of the rides was we get up to Three, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred meters high. Um, it's a lot cooler up there as well, and so it's a bit more pleasant. Because when when you are down at you know the sea level rides on the Queen K and stuff, it's um it's pretty it's pretty toasty.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think that I mean we see so much of the Queen K, and really it's it's fun to be out there with the lava. Mm. Um, but you do it a few times, and it actually gets a little boring. Mm. The stuff in that that inland route north. Um, up from Palani, mm-hmm. went across the top when we came down from uh, onto Waikaloa, mm-hmm. Um was a really interesting route i mean I got to to drive it, and you guys got to roll the, to ride mm-hmm. those rollers um, and then the ride I did the longer ride at, that went out from uh, up to Waimea and then out to Javi, was just absolutely gorgeous, just seeing the change in terrain change of vegetation it was um, I think we got to see the the pretty much the length of the um, of yeah. the west coast of of yeah. the Big Island, I mean Definitely. the whole thing. We went all the way down to Ocean View, so um, mm. yeah, it's great.
1: And so, I, I, one other thing um, we didn't that a few of the athletes have discussed with me is we didn't do a lot of running this week, and again, that was intentional um, to to allow people to be ready for the race and not too smash So it was it was basically aerobical though for some people. A reasonable amount of anaerobic work on the bike, uh, but there was a very there was little running, and the running we did was was pretty cruisy. We didn't do any running racing, um, did just a little bit of technique work with with a few of the guys. But that was um, probably one different to difference to a standard epic because we didn't have uh, an aquathon, we didn't have a an, an in house sort of. Sprint triathlon. Um, that was another reason why people were able to to be yeah reasonably fresh for the race. So, Rick, you've been you've been a legend. Everybody's given fantastic feedback on you guys' support crew. It's a bloody tough role, and um, thank you very much for coming along.
3: Yeah, it's been great. I absolutely loved it. Um, Kona's always a good place to come to. Thanks very much. Awesome
1: next athlete up is Mimi Winsberg, first time epic camper but done plenty of other camps Welcome, and she was on the show recently talking about depression, I mean, no, nobody here is in a state of depression at the moment so welcome
5: back Mimi. Thanks, glad to be here.
1: Um, you're, you're one of the more experienced athletes on the camp, um, you've done other different camps, uh, I know one of your reservations coming in was worrying about the race at the end of the week, how did the week pan out for you and, and what sort of impact did the, the training have on your, your race yesterday?
5: Well, I thought it ended up working out really well. So um, the camp started big. We did our biggest day on the first day. We did the full Ironman bike course, and the second day we did a full Ironman swim with another pretty hot ride. And I kind of got a little behind the eight ball with dehydration the first couple days, but then I was able to catch up, and we ended with some easier days. And um, I think the fact, you know, we had a really windy race this year, and the fact that we'd been riding in the winds all week really helped. It was... uh, just felt like another day in the office out there instead of feeling like it was really a hairy experience so we did some pretty rough swims like the first day we did a rough swim so that helped for the swim and um, rough ride and we were completely acclimated to the heat and um, so I thought overall it was really great you know to have the, the training experience here
1: well, When you compare it to other camps you know for people out there listening thinking oh I've done training camps how, how does it differ here from, from what you've done elsewhere?
5: Uh, way more fun <laughs> That's what we like to hear this was by far and away the most fun camp, it was just uh, great lodging, great food, great people, uh, good combination of you know exercise, good conversation and a little party time so it was, uh, it was good. The 319 is the, par- the party room, <laughs> if you ever come back to the- these camps and you hear the stories about
1: 319, that, that was the party room. Um, it- was there any things that you were surprised about in this week? Like, like um, you know you, you, you were pretty stressed about being too tired going into the race, but then you you, you seem to to race okay
5: well, I wasn't really stressed about it, but I definitely was worried I would have no legs for race day and that didn't happen that't yeah. that didn't prove to be true. so I think you actually can fit in more training race week than you yeah. than you think but um surprised um, No, not so much. It was kind of what I expected in terms of volume. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, there was more climbing than I thought I thought we were going to be coming here for time trial experience yeah. And we did a lot of climbing yeah, 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 there's a lot of climbing to be had on this island That's great. Yeah, bring uh, a compact crank next time Oh, come <laughs> on, the, the, climbs, the climbs aren't that steep, are they? But they're pretty long Yeah, they're long, yeah. they're long, sustained um, Tell us about your, your,
1: your race Because uh, you came across the line hand in hand With one of the other camp athletes So tell, tell us about how your day panned out
5: well, the swim was really rough, um, and there were a few times during the swim where I just thought, okay, all I want is to get out of this water alive, and I will feel like I accomplished something in this race. <laughs> and this is from a pretty experienced athlete. It was, it was pretty rough out there. It was rough. It was rough, and it was hard to see where you were going. Um, and then I was pretty sure I was in last place when I came out of the water, but then when I got going on the bike course... I actually uh, saw a couple people I knew who were better swimmers than me, so I, I felt, felt better about myself at that point. And I did cross, uh, I did pass Julie, the other camper that you're referring to on the bike course. It turns out she wasn't too far behind me on the bike course when I came into T2. We battled some epic winds out there. It was the uh, only other time I've seen it this windy was in 2008. It was, it was uh, raining up at heavy and really windy coming back, so uh, you had to be on your top of your game with that. And then getting into T2, took off on the run. The run was also really windy. And I was trying to, you know, tuck behind every large guy I could find. And then Julie came up on me and running about mile eight. And we ran together for about a mile. And I said, um, and then I kind of pulled ahead of her and I said, Julie, you're going to stay with me and we are going to cross the line hand in hand. And she said, well, I'm not sure I can. I said, yep, just stay with me. And so we did. We ran the whole way in, although she was just a little bit behind me and she was complaining about my, the big mess I make in aid stations. I, I guess I need to get some feedback on that. But anyway, we did. We crossed the, crossed the finish line holding hands. It was, it was great. Great day. So, so in terms of placings for
1: you, where, where does it sort of compare to where you'd, you'd normally finish?
5: Well, I, uh, I took second in my age group this year and I took second in my age group last year. So And this year I was only second by a minute. Last year, I, Kathy Winkler put a big chunk of time into me. So... Um, so, yeah, it was pretty, pretty much par for the course. I don't feel like it hurt my race whatsoever. I think it might have helped it.
3: Yeah.
1: And what are your plans for the rest of the season?
5: So I, I have just some local racing coming up in the summer, and then I've got my big fall, which is Vegas, uh, Kona, and then Ironman Arizona. Did you do Vegas last year or yeah, not? Yeah, I did. What, what a, how, how is that race?
1: Tell us a bit about that race because it's, um, it potentially could be very, very hot.
5: It was very, very hot last year, but it could have been way hotter. So the day before the race, I think it was 107, and then we were, we got lucky and got mid-90s, I think, or 90s, something like that. It can be really hot. And, you know, everybody was saying last year, well, if you do Vegas, that could be your Kona. You know, you might be done after that. I actually thought it was a great heat training day for Kona. It was a great day. Um, the bike course is very uh, challenging, hilly, very fair. Not a lot of drafting opportunities there made for a very fair race. And... Um, um, the run is a lot of laps, so you get to see a lot of people, and um, it's a fun course. There's
1: one other question I've got about yesterday's seventy point three race. Was coming out of the swim, you know, there's two thousand people. Is you come out of the swim and there's a climb, um, but it's and, and there was just. You know, hundreds and hundreds of people coming out together but it seemed to dissipate fairly quickly on the bike, I mean was there much drafting out there or much packs?
5: There always is on the climb up to up to Havi I mean I've done this race, this was I think the fifth year in a row that I've done this race and um, there's there are always some packs but you're right it was a little more spread out this year, I'm not sure why Maybe the, wind, the winds were so rough right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. I mean, just as soon as we turned around, we had a full-on headwind, mm-hmm. whereas usually it doesn't really build until you're climbing up to Hovey.
1: Yeah. Awesome. It was a lot of fun having you on the camp, and uh, we hope, look forward to hopefully
5: having you back another time. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming. Well, thanks for having me here. It was a great, great week. Awesome. So next up we have uh,
6: David Southall. Um, tell us a bit about yourself, David. Right, I'm a uh, Pommy originally. Yeah. Uh, consider Sydney home now. Uh, my wife's an Australian, and uh, yeah. I'm currently living in Houston, Texas. There you go. And David's just—he's uh, going he's gonna
1: to come up with a nickname. He got given a nickname last night by Dave Dwan, who decided to give everybody on the camp nicknames. So he's just donated to the I'm Talk uh, Kona Fund, so we're going to come up with a slightly better one.
6: Because what, what did you get? I was Lord Snowden because yeah. I was taking a few photos on the trip. There
1: you go. Um, You came into the camp um, with a bit of of illness, and and unlike many of the others, you're more of an exterior athlete than than an Ironman athlete, so I know you've listened to past shows, what were your expectations coming in?
6: Well, I had a bit of trepidation uh, coming in with the the volume that I was going to be doing, because I'm more of a 10 to 12 hour a week uh, Mm. kind of volume guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I was very much at the light end yeah. of the spectrum for your uh, for your camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that it was an epic camp light uh, yeah. sort of enthused me
4: yeah.
6: uh, and I actually found that the reality is that it was very manageable for me. Yeah. I took it easy at the beginning, the yeah. first couple of days, particularly because I was worried about coming off the, the bug I'd had. Yeah. Uh, but the reality was that uh, because it was mainly bike focused, I found that it was quite easy to absorb that. Yeah. So you've heard um,
1: obviously quite a bit about past effort camps and they're pretty intense and I guess this,
6: did you, did you find, I know you haven't been on any past ones, but did you find the sort of what did you find the atmosphere here? Oh, I thought it was great. I mean, not only do you feel like a pro for a week, mm. I think what imagine what a pro actually feels like, mm. because basically we get up, we eat, we ex- we we swim or bike, we eat, we swim or bike or run, and then we eat again, and then we all go to sleep and, and repeat for six days. Yeah. So we're completely taken care of. Cool. Um, I think the support crew makes it a, a fantastic experience, yeah. and everybody. It's not. I, I know that you had no points on this uh, this particular camp, so there wasn't really a competitive uh, element between the. Uh, there was no tension there, yeah. so I think everybody was extremely supportive. So if you ended up in a fast group or a slow group, there was no sense of at the end of the day I've got to I've got to nail this guy or girl. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was more a case of we're just going to get together, and if there's a big headwind that we're working through, we'll we'll do the best we can to help help each other out. Yeah. So I thought it was really collegial in that respect. I really enjoyed that.
1: And what did you on um, what did you think of day one? You know, biking the Kona course. Um, what were your was it what you expected, or was it uh, harder, easier? Uh, I actually didn't do the whole thing. I dipped yeah. out. But uh, you, you went up to, to, to Harvey and then you came de- back down to Kauai High. So, you, I mean, you, you missed the last bit of the Queen K, but you, you experienced most of the course. Oh, yeah. Uh,
6: I thought that it was pretty challenging, but mainly when you had the combination of hills and wind. Yeah. So without the wind, it's fine. Yeah. But if you happen to have a headwind when you were on the way up to uh, uh, Harvey, as we had, yeah. uh, that was quite a struggle. I think there were times, even when we were in a pack of five riders uh, that we were not doing 20k an hour going up some of those hills yeah. and you know we really felt that we were working quite hard even to get to that pace.
1: Mm. Yeah. And then uh, I guess probably the final ride um, for you was on Thursday when you went up the hill through um, Waikoloa up to around uh, Waimea. Tell us about that ride.
6: That was pretty brutal. Uh, Not only did we start off with, I think uh, Phil had said it was going to be like a six or seven mile ride up the hill. It turned out to be like close to 16 or 17. Uh, We got up to 2,500 feet. Mm -hmm. Um, That was quite quite good for first thing in the morning Mm. and then we got on the top and the winds were howling and we had these side winds which are the strongest we'd had all week Uh, went across the top dust everywhere every piece of our body was covered in dust Uh, and then we came down on a pretty good descent back down to sea level and we had the wind tailwind behind us and the phone lines were absolutely humming as you went past them so there was this it was it was actually uh, it wasn't it wasn't it on, on edge, but you certainly uh, could. You knew that you were going in some pretty strong winds on that ride. I basically left the guys at the top of the first climb. I was driving support that day, and
1: uh, and I thought I was going to leave you for the rest of the ride because it was only I don't know maybe another 50 k's. But I I drove 10 miles or 16 k's down the road and thought. A bit of stop so they could have a bit
6: more water. And um, I think it took you close on an hour to cover that 16 kilometres. Yeah, we were very grateful to see you there at that turn on the way back down. But yeah. well, once we got there, it was downhill all the way. Yeah. It was just a case of hanging on with this tailwind that we had and the phone lines uh, uh, wh- whining away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was been a pleasure to have you on your camp. And um, hopefully we'll see you back soon. And uh, i sure you recommend it to everybody else. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I think you don't have to have any trepidation. If you can do 12 or more hours a week and you're in decent shape, uh, this is a, a great. It's a great experience to do this. Awesome, thanks, David. Thank you. Hey, it's group of the week. Oh, hold on, oh.
1: sorry, Bevan. Sorry, Bevan. I've okay. got. To, I've got. To, I, I said I was ready, but I've got to. I've got to give a bit of love to to some of the sponsors who helped out on this camp. Obviously, uh-huh. coffees of y, could, Continuous supporter of all the camps. Um, high five. Americans were all over the high five like a rash because oh, you can't right. get it in the States. And uh, they go, what, what is this stuff? Why can't, why can't we get this? And uh, seriously, they were absolutely loving it. They were loving the gels because they're nice and light. Um, and they just generally like the flavor of the, the drinks. So, um, you know, see if you've got it in the States. Unfortunately, tough titties. You can't get it over there. <laughs> but, but Kiwis. <laughs> Kiwis, you can get it. If you're in Christchurch, you can go to John Bull Cycles and get it or you can get it online at DCM Sport. UK, easy. Australia, easy. I'm pretty sure it's fairly well available through through, um, through Asia as well. Um, Also, Blue 70. Philinator, he was telling me how he really struggles to find goggles. Everybody on the camp got a pair of goggles and a cap, and he was all over them like a rash, and he was rather disgruntled when he managed to lose his goggles for the second time on the camp, along with the trisuit that he was borrowing off somebody else. Oh, no. So, uh, <laughs> That's not <laughs> uh, good. It was, it was a gift, but he managed to lose it after one use, so that was, uh, it was good work by him. You, you probably
0: meant to tell people that, John. <laughs>
1: no, um, but Blue Seventy, awesome support again. Awesome supporters of the camp. So if you want to get a um, get yourself a Blue Seventy wetsuit, we've got the auction rolling on Legends of Triathlon at the moment. Still got a few days to go, so get yourself a good deal on a Blue Seventy Helix. And then we had Salt Stick, who um, kept people from cramping during the race. You know, you basically got all their Salt Stick tablets. They've got one with with caffeine in it as well. Uh, all good stuff, and then finally, last but not least, the least the Manalani Bay um, hotels and bungalows. It is, it is, it is quality. It has been a highlight of the camp, coming and staying here, and uh, just five-star accommodation and ten-star staff. They're awesome.
0: Oh, I love your work, John. Love your work. Okay, age group of the, age group of the week. Group okay, so Richard's group 20 So John, because I was going to give you a hard time. But what do you think you could do a half in?
1: Um, and this, is is pretty quick. By, this is brought to you by training peaks um, 111 is uh, a little bit quick for me these days uh, I think if I trained up well I could probably do maybe 112 ish maybe, maybe 113 but um, I'm pretty sure I could do 113 but probably more like 112 but 111 might be a little bit of push So is one who's taking the lead back I think but Swanee got taken down by my athlete Mike Phillips, who ran just in front of him and uh, finished in 10th place. So oh, Swaney, you win. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't I wasn't there in person, but I was there through one of my athletes and he smoked him by about 40 seconds. Okay, I love your work. Okay, so Richard Swans went through. Uh, I want to nominate uh, Clyde
0: Rosinowski Rozen, as Age group of the Week. I know Roz listens to the show and I think he nominated one of his training buddies last week or last year. Um, Roz is a converted runner and one thing that any runner in New Zealand knows about Roz loves national road relays, including a number of national titles with the beloved... Bay Cougars together being a winner of the Long Bay 4K Cross Country title in 2004, arguably the jewel of the crown in the Auckland Cross Country Grand Prix. He also burned off Lance Armstrong in the New York Marathon, but I couldn't find a picture of it. However, Ross has now converted since he started to relocate to Sydney. After what I'm sure he will describe as an indifferent Ironman races in Western Australia, Roz finally showed the form that we expected of him in his sporting background in Ironman Melbourne, doing a 9.35, which included a 66-minute swim, a meaty 504 ride, and then a 3.16 trot to finish, win 9.35 solid. Ross is well-known amongst Kiwi runners, triathletes, and is a huge trainer, great character, and an all-round top guy. He races a lot and loves to come back and smash it out. A fitting winner for Age Group of the Week, and he actually sent through some photos, which is sensational, so yeah. I'll put a photo on the
1: website. Nice. It is nice when people have been persevering, persevering, or they haven't quite, Quite, they've been stuffing up their pacing. I'm not sure if Roz was stuffing up his pacing and just going too hard or whatever, but then they finally managed to pull it all together and put in a nice balanced race. That is a nice balanced race. You know, 66 swim, 504 ride, and a 316. That's pretty balanced across the three. So nice. It must have been well paced, well fueled, and uh, a 935. As Swanee said, is uh, that's a solid time.
0: Yeah, it's pretty solid, isn't it? It's pretty great effort. I think you're, you're sitting on your cable. Don't don't stay away from your cable. Right. Stay away from my cable. Stay okay. away from your cable. Um, yeah, t- you're totally, man. And especially when you get someone who's been quite good at another sport, because the problem when you go from, like, let's say you've been, you know, it's obviously a pretty classy runner, to then go to Ironman, you, you know, you expect being good at something, and then if you have a few experiences where you're not really being that high level. It can be pretty frustrating, can't it?
1: It can, and there's there's just so many other elements to it. And, and I know you've already done your This Week in Lance section, but it's it's been great to see him battling like the rest of us do with nutritional issues and uh and trying to trying to figure that out. So, um no, it is it is hard. And uh when you come from often you come from a, a swimming or a running background, you know, those sports are uh, you know, high intensity. Swimming, especially, is obviously shorter. Um, but running, you know, you, you're used to doing higher intensity. And Ironman is, you, you boom, you just got to chill out and you just got to go at a steady pace all day. And uh, and it's quite an adjustment. It's it's as we you know, it's not necessarily so much a race in Ironman. It's really a personal challenge. So, uh, nice work, Roz. Nice, oh, Clyde. uh Clyde, Clyde, Rozanowski. Yeah. You are. Our- Age group of the week. Age group of the week. Nice review. And uh, that was brought to you by trainingpeaks.com dot com. Um, and one of the things I've been—I was thinking about what to discuss today, and 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 I think from a coaching perspective, uh, we've we discussed the TSS side of things, and and that's um, it's quite a handful for a lot of people to take in as figuring out how their TSS works, and and you really need to work in probably with a, a fairly experienced coach who's who's got a lot of um, experience in, in that area of training to TSS scores, but um. I think, you know, what that does the, the TSS side of things and, and training that way? It really looks for for patterns, and and but you can you can do that through using a lot of the other tools on Training Peaks by by purely you know logging all your training, um, and and you can use the charts to actually see what you've done versus what you were supposed to do, and then really looking, um, uh, you know, by logging all that, then looking at your performances, and then you can easily go back, and they've got a lot of review tools you can use, so you can say, hey look, I absolutely ripped it this season. And then once you've got a couple of years' data, say you absolutely nail it one year and then you try some different things the next year, you can go back and have a really detailed look at things once you've got all that that data in place and uh, say, well, this obviously worked, this didn't um, and then you can just fine tune it and hone things a bit so it well, t- takes what? a while to build up that data though.
0: Do, do you know what I think that one of the best parts of it is it's just so easy to input, the, input the, what you're doing and, and I actually recommended it to someone recently and they've come back to me just saying it's so great because they were someone who kind of didn't do a training diary that much and just the fact that when they're on their iPhone they could just finish a session, takes two seconds to input it and then you, you know then you can go back and look at it later but just we, it's one of those things that in the past you would think oh I need to do a training diary but you never did and yep. just the Convenience, and then to then go and have a look at all the detail that's on the site is really great. And it's just, you know, the convenience to me is definitely one of the selling points. Mm. Mm.
1: So, yeah, encourage you to try the premium version. It's um, it's very cheap with uh, the code IMtalk. And um, it's one of those things you can either sign up for a year or you can do it month by month. Um, but give it a try. Check out all the chart options. And once you really have started to gather a bit more data, then it just becomes more and more powerful. So check it out. Go via imtalk, um, me and click on the... The logo for uh, Training Peaks, and if you want to go for the premium version, make sure you use the code IMTalk and you get a fifteen percent discount.
0: Rock and roll, okay, John.
1: You want to do a quick wrap up of your camp? Yes. So you haven't heard any of the stuff we've we've sort of talked about so far, but I've I've given a summary of the camp. Um, We've heard from the support crew, we've heard from a few of the the athletes on the camp, um, but the feedback is, uh, I I had, I I thought it was going to be a cool concept of coming over here, and and I thought it would would work really well, and people enjoyed it. You're on your cable. Oh, I'm off my cable, I'm not touching it, um, but it certainly has exceeded my expectations especially in terms of uh, the variety of riding we've been able to do, it's been awesome and um, and we have lacks the standard in terms of, you know, in the past you had to be sub-11 hours so we really had a, a wide variety of athletes and it was very much like a, a bell curve, you know, we had uh, the bulk of our athletes were between say about 10 and 11 and a half hours um, but we had outliers at both ends of that we had some faster guys and we certainly had some some slower guys but it seemed to work in and really really well and and it wasn't really a problem having the faster guys the slower guys still got got the fast guys still got good workouts in some of the slower guys um you know they, they took it easier on a couple of days but it just had a, had a different vibe to it than, than other epic camps And people just um just had a ball and and they just loved the roads we climbed on here and you know Typically, you just ride up and down the Queen K when you come to Kona, but we only rode up and down the Queen K once, basically, and then we did this magnificent climbing, and once you get up a bit higher, it's not as hot as well, so that worked well, and um, yeah, the feedback's been pretty sensational, so I've basically already confirmed the camp for next year, and, um, and people saying, you know, they're back in, so if you want to get back in, you get the, the race, you basically get to race on the Kona course, um, you get to stay at a... Kick-ass place in the back half of the camp at the Mano Laney. That is, if you want some luxury accommodation, it's uh, it's awesome, and uh, and you basically get the full Kona experience. You know, we've swam the course, we've biked the course, plus loads of other biking, um, and you've run all of the the marathon courses. So you get to have done the Kona experience, and uh, and doing some good company. Finish it off with a with a race, and the other thing we found on this camp is, uh, you know, it's it's. It's, it's not quite epic volume some of the days certainly were, were epic Sanded. you know one day we, we did a, a swim we did a one hour run and we did a, about 180k ride so it was, it was there was some, some epic certainly epic elements to it but even the, the slower athletes were not phased by it they just plugged on they were long days and, um, and they got through it and still as well so it was um, it was awesome oh good times hmm. so uh, looking forward to coming back here in um, in October
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's quick turnaround for you, really, isn't it? Go home, and you go back. and Will you neglect Belinda then,
1: too? No. No, the the reason that she was calling through is uh, we've been using the threat of uh, presence... um, uh, while I've been away, and if they've been misbehaving, uh. they wouldn't get any presents. And, and Belinda sent me a text uh, earlier today and said, please cancel the presents. And so, I, and so I rang up and they went home and I left a message saying, okay, the, the, the rubbish man's just been around and uh, he's collected all the presents and uh, he said he might return them if the ch- your children start to behave a bit more. And apparently Thomas was in tears. <laughs> <laughs> you so ring up, I, I you leave a message and you just ring the tears out and then you hang up. It's, it's had the desired effect. So uh, if they behave, they'll, they'll get some presents. So it's good times in Korea. Have and, you got um, presents? I have got some presents. What do you get them? I have indeed. Uh, Blue 70 bag. <laughs> 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 i got a couple of other things. Um, but seriously, in all seriousness, um, this camp is, is quality. And if you want to have a, uh, see what it's all about over here, get your butts over here next year. Final sponsor of the day is uh, Extreme Endurance everybody on the camp got a sample of Extreme Endurance one guy John Marshall who I think we've heard from on the camp he, he, from the interviews earlier uh, he took it for one day and was convinced he had effect, positive effects the next day, he had a miserable time on the first day, took some Extreme Endurance at the end of the day and he was on fire the second day dropping people all over the place and he used it during the week and, uh, and ended up having a really a strong race for where his, for where his um, fitness is at so uh, yeah, it was good times. Oh, good times. Bevan, you talk for a minute and tell everybody about your week. Um, somebody's just knocking at my door.
0: Well, you know what, Tim? I was pretty lucky this week because nowadays I, I more talk than train. And uh, and we had the Christchurch Airport uh, Marathon on this weekend, which is kind of cool. And now John kind of got me into doing some voice work a couple of years ago, and now it's kind of blossomed into I get to do the big events. And um, this weekend we had a marathon, and I think they I'm had... Back. Oh, you're back. I was just saying how I just the Christchurch marathon now nowadays I do the voice work on those types of things and it's pretty cool being on the stage starting the race when you've got nearly five thousand people ready to go. Like it's a it's just it's a buzz, man, when you've got all these people just, you know, piled up down the road and they're all ready to go and you've got the cool music pumping and you know, and then you say go, but it's still, you know, three minutes later people are still crossing the line. It's it's a bit of a buzz.
1: I've got a bad comment there as well about crossing the line of races, if you're at the slower end of the field and uh, well, uh, some people at that race yesterday swam an extra 300 metres, I reckon, they, they, they positioned themselves right at the back of the field and it took them forever to get to the line and um, I'm thinking why don't you just stand on the beach... And then go into the start area once everybody's crossed the start line, and then you saw two or three hundred metres less. You're still going to be several minutes behind, obviously, when you start. But they, I couldn't believe it. They just they swam flipping miles. Well, especially
0: a like in, in a marathon, it's a because yeah, your you're racing and stuff, because you transport your goes over the line. But in, in a triathlon, yeah, definitely don't go so far. But you know, you don't want to obviously be in the, in the kind of washing machine at the start if you're not a very good swimmer. But you don't have to go so far back. Exactly Especially if you're a bad swimmer Because it's going to take you ages to get to the start line Exactly <laughs> So so, uh, so the marathon was well, good It was a funny day because it was perfect Before the race was really windy And then literally as soon as we started the race The weather just turned perfect It was about 14, 15 degrees No wind or anything And then for about Basically until the top half marathon is about about an hour to an hour and a half into the race Then the wind just a gale, man. It was just crazy. But luckily for most of the people, it would have actually given them a bit of a back, a tailwind for, or oh, probably for a good 8K. So I imagine a lot of people probably pretty fast days out there. Nice. Mm. Nice. So, and, yeah, and it, was, it was a
1: great day. Good stuff. Yeah. And so when are you coming back? I have got to get up very, very early tomorrow morning, so it's going to be Monday morning over here, and I've got to get up about four o'clock to get to my flight. Now I've got a night in Sydney, Sydney, Australia, and then I fly back on Wednesday morning. What movies did you watch on the way over? I slept on the way over. I had an overnight flight, so I didn't watch anything. Oh, I watched right. just a little bit of uh, Modern Family, a little bit of uh, Big Bang Theory, and then I uh, popped Sleeping Pill and went to sleep. Do you take Sleeping Pill John? Uh, Only when it's an overnight flight. Oh, dear. Did you get double seats? Uh, No, have I not spoken to you? I I got two meals though, Bevan. You're on your wire. You're on your wire. I'm not touching my wire.
0: Well, it sounds like you're on your wire. Sort it out. Okay. Okay. I apologise. We're back in the studios next week. We won't have these issues. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because it's just been
1: issues all week this week. (laughs) Yeah. So um, that's it. Epic Camp Light is over for the year and uh, I'll be back next year
0: okay team well let's wrap it up
1: Iron Russ Iron not Train Hard
0: Train Smart Kia Kaha Kia Kaha beautiful